Hey guys, welcome to another episode of Bombastic. I'm your host, Imani Wilson. Um, if this is your first time viewing and listening to this podcast, please take your time now to subscribe. You know, wherever you're viewing or enjoying this podcast from, be it YouTube, where you click that little bit of that little bitty bell, or whether you're subscribing it on the likes of iTunes or Spotify or any of those other places where your favorite podcasts are hosted. So let's just go ahead and kick it off. Another episode. Um I can say, as always, I'm feeling good. I hope you're feeling good as well, now that I got that little bit of um, early podcast business out of the way. This um, past weekend, I had um, had a great time celebrating my grandpa, my grandpa Lee. Happy birthday again to you, granddad. Pretty sure by the time this comes out, birthday already passed because it passed because it was last week. But um, we spent the um, the weekend out in uh, Coney Island, out in Brooklyn. Now, granted, granted, it was like you know on a Sunday, gray, kind of rainy, whatever the case may be. The weather wasn't bad; it was mild. You know, it, it it definitely feels like spring is just about here. All of that winter stuff, you can tell, it, it's on its way out. I know people are like, yeah, but it could snow like next weekend. That's true, and I'm never gonna say count out just the unpredictability of weather. But I mean, talking about weather, it's fucking boring. But I'm just saying, the time we had was uh, pretty dope. The family, you know, my uncle was there, my aunt, you know, cousin, you know, both my parents were there. So that's always, you know, dope to have. And, you know, like I said, granddad's still kicking it, still working full time. And not because he has to, but because the man wants to. He says working is what keeps him, you know, fluid, keeps his life force and everything going and flowing. So it's just crazy to see three generations of hard working gentlemen from my, my grandfather, Lee, you know, to my pops, you know, shout, shout out to my pops, by the way, you know, I'm always picking his brain, I don't know if he listens to the podcast as often, I know he probably does tune in from time to time, but I know a nice deal of, like, close friends and family do, so that always makes me feel good, um, you know, and then there's me, you know, and then I find myself, you know, just, like I said, just enjoying the space with family, because, you know, I mean, you, you, you want to be able to, like, do that, you know, and I got to go ahead and wrangle my cousins a little bit because my cousin Kay was there. He's such, such a damn millennial, like on his fucking phone half the time while there, you know, and that's, and that, and that's the shit that millennials do. So, you know, and then even you have grown adults that do that shit. That's why whenever I'm out and I know no matter how boring or how dry, or even if we're not having a conversation, just like to be there in the moment. And speaking of being there in the moment, um, we dropped my, uh, uh, my father and I, we were like driving around the city at some point, dropping folks off. Uh, we dropped my um, uncle, my uncle um, Hannibal off. And uh, shout out to my uncle, by the way. Um, yeah, just everybody's getting shout outs now early. It's shout out train, so get aboard, motherfuckers. Choo choo! But no, um, remember dropping him off and looking around his neighborhood because he lives in Bed Stuy, Brooklyn. So for me, you know, I, I, I respect all the original, the old Brooklyn original folks there because. You got a lot of new motherfuckers there now, like, and I looked around, and I'm just like, I told him, Unc, because my uncle's legally blind, I was like, Unc, you know, if you could see the changes, he's like, oh, trust me, I hear the motherfucking changes, I know about it, because the crazy shit about my uncle is he's such a New Yorker that you could literally drop him on an intersection somewhere in, like, Sheep's Bay, Red Hook, just some random neighborhood in, in New York City, he'd be like, yo, all I need to do is just get the X amount of blocks, get on this train, and I'll be home. He's like that sick with it. So for him, 
I would just tell him like, hey, dude, you know what's crazy is I'm like, yo, they they got this supply, not this supply, they got this um this spa and massage place over here, you know, not too far from you, some like vegan spa, and then across the street they have like a a a, a vegan Indian fusion place, and he's just like, uh, such bullshit. And the reason why is because of fucking hipsters. That's why hipsters and yuppies. So again, I'm jumping out the woodwork, being fucking aggressive in the first fucking. 10 minutes of this recording because you know a lot of you fucking and i don't know if they would be the folks listening to this because they probably just wouldn't have time to be like oh it's not mark Marin, it's totally not joe rogan he's no crystalia or oh no it isn't uh any other popular podcast that you can think of motherfuckers wouldn't put me at the top of their food chain at least not not right now not right now little bitches i'm coming though um you know you know these fucking hipster yuppie motherfuckers are making New York not New York anymore, you know, and the problem is, is that, you know, you, you know, you know, a lot of people would say, well, why would you say that? If anything, New York's always been a melting pot, you know, people have immigrated from there and including your own family and sort of made New York what it is. And granted, I get that aspect of it. But the problem is there's certain core values that are no longer like shared from like old New York. Because I tell people straight up, I'm from old New York. Like I'm that old school New York where pay phones were still a thing. We still use MTA tokens. You know, what I mean, most places still had dollar slices of pizza. You know, you know, Grace Papaya was the only was the, like was one of the two only um hot dog places before all these like clones and these dollar slice place a dollar slice pizza places start popping up so no i'm from that era where if you lived in a neighborhood you knew the people in that neighborhood like my folks that still in harlem uh, shout out to everybody uptown told you it's a shout out train um they know folks in that area don't they know folks off the block they know folks in the as far as the neighborhood coalitions and communities and different things like it they know the folks in their community the motherfuckers now i mean granted you'll get a couple of people maybe on on like a board or something along those lines depending on the building and any association attached to it but there's no real sense of community anymore this is basically what i'm saying and i feel like that was always one of the like main ingredients towards what made new york so dope is because everybody fucking knew every other every other person you knew certain people on certain blocks you went to school with certain people here or these folks parents used to get up and you know whatever the case may be like you played sports or you ate at this person's house or you went to this restaurant so they always treated you like family or you worked at this local supermarket that's kind of wearing itself down and i know most people are like no that's just this generation but i feel like even depending on the neighborhood some folks like they really have it as a part of their like thing to be like hey well we have these extracurricular activities or these or these uh, amenities here to make you know to to make people interact and be social with one another. But New York, because you know everybody's on top of everybody, you would think that people would speak and you know interact. But for the most part, people are kind of clicked off, you know. And like I said, then you have fuckers who are all like this all the time. And if they're not like this, then they're all like this all the time. Which also just brings me real quick as well to uh, another thing as well. Uh, shout out to the fact that, yeah, I have a bunch of stickers, motherfuckers. Yep, stickers from my podcast logo. So if you're interested in the sticker, let me know. I will absolutely mail you a bunch of these shits among a bunch of other things like it. Give me a list because pretty soon, I want to say in the next couple of months, I have a couple of things coming down the pike that I think... Anyone who's a part of an email list would love and enjoy, but that's neither here nor there. 
But, uh, yeah, I got stickers, motherfuckers. And, um, yeah, hipsters are fucking ruining New York. But they're not ruining New York to the point that it can't be salvaged or you have to be violent or anything like that. Because, fuck that, dude. If you motherfuckers want to make the rent go up to be, like, how the shit is in San Francisco, be my guest. Be my guest. But guess what? Even in the instance with people like myself who fucking live in Jersey but originally from the city, we fucked up the average cost of Jersey rent as well because it's pretty much synonymous with New York now. We used to think, oh, yeah, I can go over to Jersey. You might get more square footage, bro. But I can assure you the more square footage you get, the further you get from being close to the city. And this is a beautiful transition because this year I have a whole challenge that I'm actually holding myself and anyone who's open to be a part of with who happens to be in the New York, New Jersey, tri-state area. I am going to have what I'm calling the most perfect or the absolute perfect New York summer. Yes, perfect New York summer 2019. Meaning I'm going to go to all the major like shit that's there. I mean, and I mean, when I say major shit, I mean like beyond landmarks like, oh, you know, we're going to go to the Empire, Empire State Building. We'll pass that shit a thousand million times. Not talking about shit like that. I'm talking about little slices and little pieces of New York City that make it New York City. And just enjoy that motherfucker. Just because I feel like for recent years when I was working a, a, a full-time job or whatever case of it, before I started working independently, you know, you know, my summers were always working in that office being tired and then maybe occasionally going for a drink afterwards and then maybe going to the city on the weekend, going to an event or something on the weekend. But because a motherfucker makes his own hours, makes his own money, works for himself, all out of the gangster shit, I don't have to do all of that. All I got to do now is literally say, like, you know, like, pretty much I can pull, like, like what I did today. But I'll get into that part in a little bit. But, you know, I ultimately want to have it to where it doesn't make a difference. The day I want to be able to at least go to say that I've been to X amount of local restaurants every other weekend. I spent maybe about at least an hour inside a nearby park, local park. Um, I took a couple of cityscape photos. You know, without being that asshole that's in people's way. Because, you know, people are always trying to go left and right, A to Z. You know, I went to a couple of art exhibits, you know. Um, I volunteered my time for X amount to X amount of causes. Or, you know, just like little shit like that. Or I, or I visited, like, stores or places and, like, spaces in between that I would enjoy. I just want to max the fuck out this summer. And the only reason why is because, you know, for me, I know it's a couple factors. One, it's the possible looming um, feeling that I might be moving soon. I don't know. I can't confirm that. I'm not even going to be. I'm not going to really say so much about it because it's still something I'm in the process of working out as far as like relocating and what all that means to me. But then also because I know and my birthday is approaching in like the next, what's today's date? Mm, like literally I've got about 36 days. So for me, you know, my, my biggest thing is those next, those next 36 days, this is like my last go around being 20 something. Then from there, I'm one of these motherfuckers to be like, oh yeah, I'm 30, 30 years old, 30 years old. So I'm going to enjoy being 28 now going into 29 and maxing the fuck out at 29, which includes having a bomb ass. This is me and my twenties fucking summer. No kids, no bullshit enjoying my motherfucking summer meaning like i'd have a day like i did today what i did today was and this is tying into the first part of all of this before i spoke about hipsters of the perfect new york summer um 
I spent the night over at, you know, at my uh, dad's house, you know, out there in Queens. So then got up this morning, um, left out, decided to go get a haircut. So, you know, your boy's looking like extra, extra sharp, you know, you know, absolutely, you know, all, all blessings to my barber who blessed me today. Um, you know, may, may, may all his days be as, you know, as bountiful as my, my shape up is, um, you know, to where I got up. Went to go get a haircut, said, you know what? Cool. I could probably go for something to eat. Did that. Then went ahead, saw a matinee, saw Captain Marvel. Gonna get into that later in this podcast. And, you know, just enjoyed the fuck out of my day. Then came home, you know, decompressed a bit because I've been, you know, traveling around since like this morning. So just out for like a good six plus hours. And then just enjoyed the day. Handled some business. And then attending to more business. And then ultimately then recording. And now, boom, here it is. So, I love shit like that. I love this fucking freedom. Now, some people would be like, dude, the pressure that you have to literally always, you know, have to be working and this, this, and this. Honestly, I don't feel like it's work if it's something you are, like, fucking passionate about, though. You know? Like, it'd be different if I was doing this shit for, like, office work. If I was still working in operations, then it'd be like, uh. Like, if I was putting, I put it this way, if I was putting the hours that I am right now into producing other people's work and producing my own shows and podcasts and, and songs and all this other extra, just, just content in general and shit that I would say working and I, like I said, financial services or some shit, yeah, I'd be fucking miserable. I'd be fucking miserable, dude. There, there's, there's no way I could even slightly try to even play that up. So, I mean, you know, beyond that, like I said, you know, shit, I, you know, fucking Ice Cube said it best. Yo, today was a good day. I can't even front that. It was like 50 some more degrees. It felt like spring is just like, yes, bitches. But for me, what this tells me now is I got to throw all the shit that I need to in the cleaners, such as my sweatsuits and stuff. I need to do that like now. I need to do that now. I need to also... Because, you know, tax, tax time's coming. Uncle Sam wants his motherfucking piece. I got to go ahead and find myself, you know, donating, you know, the clothes and stuff that I don't want, stuff that doesn't fit because, you know, I'm a, you know, I'm a stocky guy, whatever the case may be. Because then for me, I need to go ahead and get my whole summer gear together. And you know what's fucked up about summer gear? Summer gear is one of those things where it's like you have a real small window to wear that kind of shit. It's like for me, I realized going through my shirt collection, I was like, dude, I am just a fucking big ass kid with so many video game, cartoon, graphic novel, whatever, graphic printed tees. And that's it. I mean, I, I, I threw some vacation shirts in there. I'm going to throw another vacation shirt or two in there, some shorts and shit. But I'm going to definitely switch it up. I mean, high tops still popping. Like I said, high tops always still popping. Trust me, it's so many so many pairs I still have on my fucking to-do list. Like, I, I literally sometimes will sit and think, I'm like, oh, shit, I forgot about these pairs. And maybe I can find them. So, you know, like I said, just enjoying the overall element, man. And like I said, business, like I said it before, but I don't want to fucking be so aggressive and fucking say it again. But business is good, baby. So I'm, I just, I like I said, I just want to share this fucking energy. Like I'm sharing that same energy on this podcast. Like I said, it, for me, it's still surreal for my grandfather to be like, yo, it's 77. asking me about the link, the RSS feeds and stuff to my podcast and my portfolios. I'm like, yo, this is crazy. Like, you know, because for me, I'm only thinking to myself, it was only, only but so many months ago, I was still conceptualizing this sort of stuff. And like I said, I see the organic releases, like the last episode, quiet is kept. And I'll speak about this now. 
you may notice, you know, episode seven had a little bit of a soft release. You may even tell yourself, yo, dude, typically your numbers, you know, are a little strong on your episodes. So what's up? What happened? I even had my boy, shout out to my boy, Miami V. He was like, yo, bro, I saw your episode drop, but it wasn't on Facebook. What's up? You know, honestly, I could blame it on editing schedule or something not coming up because of something else or just something coming up in general. Honestly, I just wanted to go ahead and let it have an organic reach. And what it showed me is that you guys are like, you guys fuck with me to to a certain degree. You guys fuck with me. And for that, I fucks with you heavy, which is why, like I said, I'm staying, you know, vigilant towards dropping the two episodes a week, making sure the content is fresh, is diverse. I'm offering some insights on topics and things that are trending. And, you know, like I said, just all around keeping the dope shit going. So thank you for that. And yeah, you can absolutely check out episode seven. I have a stream because what makes it so lit is that you see my Let's Play infused gaming footage infused in there. So I feel like what I can just tell you, and this is like the secret sauce, me kind of pulling the curtain back. So basically, pretty much do two episodes a week. Gotta say, the first episode will probably, depending on how it flips, but you'll always have that pure podcast episode. Then the second one will be that podcast mixed with like that that let's play kind of like gaming sort of element and that's just because it's all com it's combining all the things that matter to me shit if i could leave if i could have it but you know youtube's gotten so strict so we may have to do it on streams but if i could have it to where you had um like 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 the sort of live streams of like my favorite movies and shit like that yo i would go fucking bonkers because i've got a list I mean, a list of movies that I would love to just, like, do the commentary of while people are watching. And I think I'm still going to do that. I know on the other podcast, they've got an idea of um, doing that, you know, with some other content. But, you know, I'm not going to go ahead and uh, and go ahead and spoil spoil that, that particular surprise. I'm going to just let that rock. But that's enough about me because I didn't spoke about me enough, you know, shit, almost a whole 20 minutes. But if anything, let's speak about something that's bubbling trending hard right now and that is sports nfl to be exact free agency is popping now the boy antonio brown former pittsburgh wide receiver went from the black and gold to the silver and black because he signed the motherfucking huge deal to be the highest paid wide receiver in the game of football with the oakland raiders I think it was a smooth move, and the Raiders themselves are actually cooking. I'm not even mad at them. I think the only thing you'd have to fear, and this is for football fans who really follow the sport closely, is that they're kind of almost in the same, almost with, with this cat John Gruden, almost pulling a Chip Kelly. Now, for those who aren't initiated and don't know what the fuck I'm talking about, let me break the signs down like this. So Chip Kelly was a coach, you know, who um, came from college, you know, had a had a, this whole background supposed to be this like mastermind of sorts. What he found himself doing was taking this Eagles team some years ago, taking the core pieces of what looked like it could be a championship team, and tore them apart. He traded people away for small picks. He released some people. He just pretty much took a group of guys who could have won big and just dismantled it because he wanted to just have the team in his own way. And that's kind of the vibe you might be seeing from um from Oakland right now. I mean, it's kind of hard to say 
I mean, truth be told, you know, for them, you know, they've moved picks around such as, you know, as such as Amari Cooper, but they got a first round pick. So they're literally going to the draft, literally already having Antonio Brown, two first round picks and a little bit of cap wiggle room. But, you know, they're still trying to make some particular moves. I know they got safety from the um, L.A. Rams who were just in the Super Bowl and got their asses cracked. Uh, LaMarcus Joyner, he's leaving the Rams to go join the Raiders. So the Raiders Nation, they're, they're, they're doing some shit. And I mean, the whole tracker right now is still lit right now. Like I can say, as far as my media teams, because you know, you know, listening to this, you, you're going to have to deal with the fact that I'm a New York sports fan. You got to deal with it, bitch. Oh, well, that's just a part of it. Fuck it. Un until until I until I get the videos down where I can tell you, all right, this, this section segments from here to here, you're going to have to deal with this shit in some capacity. So fuck it. Let us roll. Um, you know, as far as my New York Giants, it was hard to see safety Landon Collins, and I was speaking about this, I think, on the last podcast. Um, he did, in fact, sign a huge deal to be a high, the highest paid safety in the NFL. He signed, I think, a, what was that, almost $50 million contract with the Washington Redskins. So at this point, fucking the University of Alabama are featured among the entire Redskins defense right now. They could literally start six guys on defense that all went to Alabama. So fucking Redskins pretty much have a roll tie defense. That's actually kind of scary considering that, and this is again for the uninitiated, University of Alabama, Crimson Tide, not only are they always in a national championship and have been for like X amount of fucking years, almost nearly like they're just a perennial powerhouse, but they also produce these like great defensive players. So you're talking about an NFL team that could have like six fucking members of that program on the defensive side of the ball. For one fucking franchise. It's kind of fucking crazy. So, as a Giants fan, it's fucked up. Because now, we went from having Landon Collins to now facing Landon Collins. You know, twice a fucking year for at least the next fucking four seasons. Probably minimum three unless he gets traded. Or, or hurt or something. Weird. But... I mean, you know, that sucks to see, but I mean, the shit happens, you know, unfortunately, the Giants are playing Moneyball, they're still fucking with my emotions, talking about trading Odell Beckham, now shout out to my boy Hunt, because he asked me, like, dude, like, you know, like, what is it with you and Odell, why do you love Odell so much, I love Odell because Odell is a true, is a true fucking player of the game. Like, one, he's a weird fucking specimen, like, being, like, just under, if not six foot, and being a fucking tremendous athlete at wide receiver, which now most wide receivers now typically 6'1", 6'2", 6'3", in some instances. So you're talking about a dude that's not even like that tall of a receiver, but he's got crazy hops. And again, he's an outspoken guy, does great things for the community, and he's just an overall seemingly cool dude. And it's fucked up because you can tell he busts his ass each and every day out there on that field and when he soon as soon as he signs a mega deal with the fucking giants now there's all these rumors of him possibly being traded to the rams now there's rumors of him possibly being traded to the niners i'm like this as a giants fan for whatever fuck reason they're talking about doing this one i think it's a terrible fucking idea because right now odell is like the heart and soul of that fucking offense okay eli manning is old as fuck He's in like his 18th season and he's still walking away with a fat $15 million contract at almost 37. Even though he's a two-time Super Bowl MVP, he's being paid way too much money to be fucking leaving the game. Way too much fucking money. So you remove Odell, then all you have is a great running back in Saquon. 
Now you need to get another great wide receiver to fill Odell's void. Sure, Sterling Shepard's cool. Evan Ingram's okay as a tight end. And some of the other cats that they have. But you're getting rid of an Odell. So why would you get rid of your star when you just signed him to a mega deal because of what? Oh, he's a drama queen or this, this, and this. So he's always throwing tantrums. Because he wants to fucking win. The point of the fucking game, as the great Herm Edwards, former fucking, way former fucking head coach of the Jets, when, when, play, when as the Jets coach said it, you play to win the game. Hello? If you, if you ain't coming out to play to win the game, then you don't need to be in it. So my thing is, if I see somebody going through shit passionately, I don't see it as him being immature. I see him as being fucking passionate. So in the story, it breaks my heart to see that they're constantly fucking with Odell's head. Let the man just be great. Fuck, I want to be able to buy a jersey in the modern sports era, but but the way that the sports business is now, and I don't blame these fucking athletes, they have to get money. Because in the NFL, even though they may say, oh, he's got an 80 one million dollar contract, unless that says $80 million guaranteed, you're most likely only getting half of that money. And if you think about it, like, so say for instance, I know one guy, I think Landon Collins, I think, I, I think he got something like... 60 some mil for like 48 million guaranteed something crazy like that or better yet no no teron matthew again i'm naming these guys as they were top big name free agents in this free agency he just signed with um who the hell did he just sign with oh the chiefs three years 42 million so that's like 14 million on average a year now you may be able to see the longevity of that contract is it all guaranteed i'm not sure but if you average that at like 14 mil a season say only 28 of it's guaranteed then now you sign a three-year deal thinking you're gonna get it 40 but you're only gonna do two two years for 28 it's rough that shit is rough, man. And, you know, as it stands right now, free agency, you still have Le'Veon Bell, who, you know, former, you know, running back of the Pittsburgh Steelers, is pretty much like the the pick of the the pick of free agency this year. The creme de la creme right now. And he's rumored to join my Jets. We'll see. We just got Anthony Barr, you know, linebacker, you know, inside excuse me, linebacker from the Vikings, four time Pro Bowl selection and shit only 26 so so far the jets are being aggressive we'll see how fucking aggressive they can get towards Le'Veon. because i'll tell you this much they get Le'Veon in there and whatever they do in the draft it's going to be sexy i'ma love it i'ma love it i'ma fucking love it so i just can't wait to fucking see so you know nfl you know shit is still heating up but i mean as far as free agency you got a couple of names still shuffling around out there but it's it's gonna be interesting wednesday is really when shit will pop off so probably not by the time this podcast by the time the second podcast comes out i'll probably be like dude 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 or whatever the fuck it is or if you follow me on social media which again at taylor rebels on instagram um, you can absolutely see all my posts and shit in between. I pretty much post every day, except for the weekend, because, you know, I try to have a life. And then even then, I still might post in between, because I'm enjoying my life. Um, so, as far as NBA free agency is concerned, because that's going from NFL to NBA with free agency, 
it's just interesting to see the dynamics of how things have worked out because whether or not you follow basketball or not or whether you know the name or not, LeBron James, this is his first year as an L.A. Laker, and it's pretty, pretty solid that they're not making the playoffs. Can't say the last time LeBron didn't make the playoffs because he's pretty much been in the finals almost every fucking year for like the last six or more years or something like it. So it's going to be a little bit of a difference out of here now. And what makes that so interesting is because it seems like in his own sense, you know, not necessarily saying it's just him because there are broader factors, but the NBA free agency is going to be even more dramatic because I feel what's going to wind up happening this upcoming free agency past, I think, what is that, like May or June, I think June, if I'm not mistaken, there, there's going to be a sense of betrayal coming from somebody from somewhere. Because right now you have Anthony Davis, who's like the star forward of the New Orleans Pelicans. And again, for people in the uninitiated, like, what the fuck? I didn't even know New Orleans had a team. Pelicans? Why Pelicans? It's a state bird. But either fucking way. You know, there's all the speculation that he could be traded and at what cost. You know, there's rumor that my Knicks want to possibly trade for him. But right now... You know, you know the Knicks have multiple first-round picks. We're looking like a lottery team because I'm going to call it for what it is. We're tanking. And I'm also going to call it for what it is. We're pretty much fucking up free agency. But we're fucking it up in an amazing way. Because every big name that's out there right now that's worth shit coming to your team, the Knicks are tied to. Number one, we have enough in our cap space right now as far as for salary cap space to sign a guy, sign a player to a contract. We have room for two maximum contracts, meaning like guys who can see like upwards of a hundred plus million dollars in a deal. So we have two spaces for two players of a caliber like that. You got Anthony Davis floating around again of the Pelicans. You got Kyrie Irving, who's currently playing for the Boston Celtics. You got Kevin Durant, who's currently playing for the, you know, for the champion Golden State Warriors. Now, what makes those situations so interesting are that these players are being toxic as fuck to their teams. Anthony Davis, I mean, granted, he did kind of just say early as fuck, middle of the season, like, yo, I really don't want to play for y'all. And it was like, all right, we'll fuck you then. We're going to take you out of the little intro video with all the other players. That was some fucking wild shit. But again, right now, his his future is is cloudy because he's not a free agent. Right now, he's looking like he's going to be dealt. Like, he definitely is going to be dealt. He's going to be traded somewhere. But for what is yet to be determined? Um, Kyrie Irving... You know, he and the Celtics have been hitting a bit of a slump this year, and I think a lot of it has to do with his role on the team because they're a young team, but yet he's a a, a kind of like all-star player, but he's not a leader. Even though he's an all-star, he's not a leader. He's not necessarily a difference maker. or Well, he's a difference maker, but he's not a game changer, you, if, you, if you follow what I'm saying. So Kyrie right now, it's interesting for him because he's made some comments basically saying like, no, nah, no, nah, I'm going to stay in Boston, but then saying other things like, I don't owe, I don't owe anybody shit. And then even on the flip side, same thing with Kevin Durant. Now, you're talking about a cat who's an NBA Finals MVP, won championships with the Warriors now. And in my opinion, I just think he doesn't have anything left to prove out there in Golden State. And the thing is, Golden State's going to have to make a decision because it's either you keep him, you sign this cat, um, Boogie Cousins, that they have there, which is, you know, their, their big guy, you know, that they got that they got last year, if I'm not mistaken, from the Pelicans and from fucking free agency. And then you have Clay Thompson, who's a part of their, like, scoring machine out there at Golden State that they also are going to have to think about signing as well. So, basically, to put it in short, one of the players that I mentioned, I know it's been a few, 
But for the folks who are free agents and the NBA, they're pretty much leaving their team on a slightly toxic note. And they're going to come to New York. They're going to be a star. Their fucking jerseys are going to sell like crazy because the, the fucking Knicks are the most valuable fucking franchise in the NBA. Even though we fucking suck and are currently tanking right now so we can get a great college star and get a top pick, we still are the motherfucking most valuable franchise. And that's because us Knicks fans love our fucking team, whether they're garbage or whether they're motherfucking hotness. It is what it is. So... I think it's just going to be interesting to watch free agency boil over. Like, I'm watching the NFL players basically chase the money, and then I'm watching the NBA players basically say, well, I mean, the money's nice too, but also, I'm looking to get the fuck out of my situation anyway. So, it's just very interesting, which is why I said the landscape of sports is just really, really different than what it was when I was coming up. Before, you had guys that all meld, that melded as units. No one was getting this crazy standalone money, and everyone was trying to make these teams among themselves to go and, you know, be champions. Now, everybody's either bag chasing or ring chasing. It's like, you know, and the thing is, that's why I said, yeah, I would love to buy a modern age jersey, but I don't know where the fuck to begin. Like, I think the only jersey I'm definitely getting for sure, for sure, is Saquon Barkley. And that's just because, one, even in his first year, you can tell he's a fucking monster and a freak fucking athlete. He's also from the Bronx, bitch, so he's holding it down. So, again, it's kind of hard to fucking say. And then if you think about real free agency, all of this shit is a joke. When you think about the joke that is the major uh, MLB, Major League Baseball. Now, you had two motherfuckers who were big in, 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 in baseball free agency. They're now signed. And fucking Manny Machado, you know, who ultimately signed like a 300 plus some more million dollar deal with the San Diego Padres. Now, you probably are like, what the fuck are the San Diego Padres? No one really knows. I'm surprised it's still a baseball franchise. I figured San Diego sports was dead. I don't know, they still got the Padres, and their jerseys look like shit, but I heard the weather's nice in the whale's vagina, so guess what? He got a $300 million bag, which basically means he's not worried about a championship, bitch. $300 million! That is generational wealth, which is why I said all of this shit that the cats are doing in the NFL or the NBA is paltry compared to fucking baseball. Bryce Harper, another big name in fucking um, MLB free agency, was possibly linked to my Yankees. Both these guys are possibly linked to my Yankees. But these ain't the Yankees of old who just say, oh, you're a big name, you're a star. Here, put your name down there and tell me what you want. Do it now. We'll see your ass a pinstripe. Shave your fucking beard and we'll see you in camp. Now, they they move a little bit more strategically right now. Like, it's been a while since we won a championship, but I'm telling you, them glory days are fucking coming. So, either way, Bryce Harper didn't sign with the fucking Yankees. He signed with the Phillies, like, 14 years for, like, 350, 360 some million. That man, I think he's, like, 25, 26, so he's pretty much going to be done with that $300 million contract when he's 40. Again, motherfucking beyond fuck you money. That's life-changing motherfucker is on motherfucking money, so... I'm just saying, it's just it's just interesting to see how you know how how each sport defers, but then you just look at the the motivations of these players when it comes to handling contracts, and I get it. You know, they're athletes; they bust their asses. Some for 100 games, some for 82, some for 16, and a potential 18. Like I get it, I get it, dude. Trust me, I get it. 
But I'm telling you, it's just fucking crazy. Like I said, I don't know whose jersey to buy. I buy a bunch of throwbacks now. I can't buy any any of these modern motherfuckers. I think the only modern guy who, who I'm thinking now on any of my favorite squads I can get would be Aaron Judge and Jamal Adams. Because I think they're the only two locks to stay the fuck where they're at. And because they're cats who are passionate about the game and they're becoming staples in New York sports. So... Maybe a Jamal Adams Jets jersey, because we are having new Jets jerseys. Those shits will be announced in less than a month. So, can't wait to see how those shit turn out. Hopefully, they'll look like shit. And as far as the um the Yankees go, I mean, shit, you know. Yankees jersey, it's, it's a staple. I got my Derek Jeter one with all the championships on the back, so that's no brag. But, um, you know, speaking about, you know, bragging and all these things, like I did earlier today off of my lovely day... Um, I went ahead and went to go see Captain Marvel in a matinee, like I said I would. Now, let me give you my initial reaction. I'm going to give you my reaction and try to keep it spoiler-free. I'm going to tell you up front, on a rating scale of a 1 to 5, I'm going to give the movie a 3.75. And that's only being fair because of a couple of things. Number one, there was a portion of the movie, and granted, I know I was moving around, and again, I mentioned before, I don't necessarily sleep, like, I meant to mention this shit earlier, like, daylight savings happen over the fucking weekend, and I can't tell, because I don't fucking really sleep that much, I really don't, and when I do, it's like my own hours, so, um, at some point during the movie, I did find myself dozing the fuck off, now granted, I was, it was a matinee, so it was like me and four of the people in this fucking theater in general, all in our own little pockets and spaces, so maybe I was a little cozy, maybe I, maybe, maybe I took like a quick three minute nap, and I heard a loud noise, I was like, huh, but the fact that I even, like, had a moment where whatever was going on was so monotonous, I'm like, okay, dude, it's a little rough, and there are a couple other elements that I want to say are the reason why I'm giving it 3.75, another major one is just the fact that I don't find Brie Larson to really have a very superheroic like air about her. I just don't. Like I just don't. I really don't. She just seems like someone that's like there. I mean, if it wasn't for the visual effects and shit, it just like she does like she doesn't really give off that she's a hero. She 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 get she gives off like she's a good underdog. Like, like someone that it's like, yeah, because cause that, that was the whole vibe I got. Again, I'm not trying to spoil anything. It just felt like her her reason for being a hero was less about doing right by people, but more so like basically saying, fuck you, I'm going to show you wrong. Don't doubt me because I'm a girl. I'm going to show you wrong. And I'm like, that's cool. I get it. Sometimes you do have to push yourself and be driven with your own volition to do shit. But of the heroes, you, 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 you almost got a sense like they did it because they wanted to protect others. And granted, you know... She was just like, oh yeah, well you know, I like we're we're you know I'm here not to not to not to not to start like I was here to as a weapon of war. Now I'm here to stop wars and all this other shit. And I'm like, granted, okay, but I still find your motivations to be a little watery. And then on top of that, like like I said, the reason why I have to chop it is for matters that I can't get into for spoiler purposes. But I think by the time the second episode comes out. Uh, bitch, that'll be about a week since it's released, so you can prepare for some fucking spoilers. I just only have one question, this is for folks who've seen it, you can put this in the comment sections, I need clarity. I need clarity on the scrolls in their background. I need fucking clarity, because I need to know if they Disney-fied the Korean scroll war, because if they did, this movie is horrible. This movie is horrible if they did. If you can come to me and say, nah, dude... 
because again, I'm not that well versed on Captain Marvel. I know of Captain Marvel. I'm not gonna give those spoilers away. I know of Miss Marvel, and then ultimately Captain Marvel with uh, Carol Danvers, and even Kamala Khan, Miss Marvel, and the Marvel Family. All of that. But my biggest thing is, is that I'm just hoping that a critical, a few critical plot points didn't get Disney-fied, and I'm not gonna give anything away beyond that. Like I said, next episode, I'm gonna dive in. I'm going to get balls deep on the next one about that fucking plot line because if that, anybody who's a fan of the comics and can be able to clarify that to me because if that was some Disney bullshit, then I may even have to lower my 3.75 because like I said, it wasn't bad, but it wasn't necessarily great either. It was like, okay. It was okay. Like, that's what I'm saying. Like, people ask me about it. Like, how'd you like it? I'm like, it was okay. Like I said, it was a good okay sci-fi movie. That I think it was a good superhero movie? Not really. I understand the whole, oh, because there was an element where she kind of has to remember who she is. But I feel like even those, like, remembering who she who she was was very, it just seemed very clunky the way that they were throwing certain things in there. Like, even how she got her powers and all those little things. So, you know, like, like I said, it seemed like, like there were a lot of plot devices thrown in there all which away. But I'm not going to shit on it. I'm not going to fucking shit down its fucking leg. I'm not going to piss in its fucking cereal any other terrible derogatory way. Because, and I got to say this shit, and if this applies to you, I'm sorry, dude, person, ma'am, you know, whatever, you know, you may choose to be represented by. But it's no need to fucking shit and dunk on the movie. It isn't. Like, fucking trolls kill me. Like, granted, I know the actress made some remarks about, you know, triggered white males not liking the, you know, certain elements of the movie and her being a, a feminine lead and blah, 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 and all sort of shit. And I get it. Those fuckers exist. I've watched what they've done with Black Panther. You can always catch them in anything Black Panther related in the comment section go, well, the movie was overrated anyway. I'm like, overrated to who, bitch? You, motherfucker? Fuck you and your fedora. Like, at the end of the day, if somebody liked the shit, they liked the shit. So if people love Captain Marvel, let them love it. I didn't love it. It was okay. Is it worth you seeing in a theater? Sure. You see it and figure it out. Will, will, will little girls everywhere look up and be like, I want to be Captain Marvel for Halloween. Oh, yeah, motherfucker, you can believe that shit. Because like I said, it. I, I also felt like it, like it also borrow some derivatives from like wonder woman as well and i get it that wonder woman's an iconic character so you can't put them in the same fucking wheelhouse but i feel like they try to take some elements of like you do it because you're a shiro you're the weapon you're this this and i'm like and cool that's dope that's dope i'm a feminist too and i'm dead ass about that but you know for all of what it's worth though bro if you if you're gonna heavy hand me with the with the messaging with you know which should just be a very fun sci-fi superhero movie cool but my thing is unless that's written into her backstory and that those are like parts of things that she was challenged by then your plot devices her motivations it's a little uh it's a little sloppy to say the very least so like I said, we'll, we'll have to fucking see. But I say just see the fucking movie. See the movie. Come up with your own takes upon it. Did it have some funny moments? Yeah. Did it have many? At least not for me, no. But like I said, it was interesting. Fight sequences were okay. Like I said, it was just a generally okay movie. I'd have to say of an I'd have to say of an intro film for Marvel, probably I would say probably the weakest. Probably the weakest. 
you know, I, I would say next to it, as far as origin movies that were kind of weak, it would be, this would be the weakest, and then right above that would be, like, Ant-Man. Because I didn't think Ant-Man was necessarily all that great either. That's why I didn't see the second one. And, you know, so... Uh, like I said, see it because, like most people are saying, there and 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 these fucking dickheads online say people are only gonna see it because it's connected to to Infinity War Endgame. Okay, motherfucker, your point. Let them see it. Stop being like my my thing is this: let people enjoy shit. Life is fucking short. If people want to go ahead and, and experience some escapism for an hour and a half or two hours of some glowing little white woman from out of space, go ahead. Do it, bro. But other than that, don't be this guy like, and this is why it's terrible, and this is why I'm not going to view um, Disney movies anymore, and this is why Marvel is... I'm like, shut up. Fuck, man. Because, again, you fuckers rally over stupid shit like this, but serious matters of the world? You're, you're over here with your thumbs up your ass on your Nintendo Switch playing fucking Call of the Wild, so fuck you. Shut up. Um, otherwise... Uh, speaking of, um, other matters out there that are wild and, um, things that I checked out. So American God season two finally premiered after it initially had come out about two years ago on stars. And this is a series based off of the, um, Neil, Neil Gaiman, um, Neil Gaiman graphic novel, American Gods. And, um, I can say season two. My thoughts on it, and maybe again, maybe it's the sleep, maybe it's the fact that I'm feeling just extra critical, or just, I don't know, I, I'm, I'm feeling like I'm not even feeling critical, I'm like Mr. Matinee in this bitch, I'm very chill, like I feel like I could fuck around and have like my own straw hat, you know, a white shirt and just be chilling and shit, and some like, you know, light pants or something, but, you know, I mean, honestly, it too felt like the opening, like for a season opener, it felt a little convoluted a little bit. And the thing is, I think what, what made it feel so weird is that you can tell the elements from these new showrunners because the previous showrunners from last season who did a fan-fucking-tastic job of season one and it's setting the tones and, and the way the story transitions go because it is literally like, like visually, it's some shit to be seen. The story, you may be like, okay, what the fuck is going on? Because I was watching my pops and the whole time, like you could tell he was into it, but he, I could just tell he's just like, yeah, what the fuck is actually going on? So... I could tell certain elements of the like storytelling are like different because you know then they would have the their narration from Mr. E Beast and then like the transition into a story which then envelops further into a story which then paints into the broader story at hand. So those transitions felt very heavy-handed whereas in the first season they were pretty organic. So you could tell the new showrunner are trying to do their best to keep to that, keep to the, you know, tonality of the series, but at the same time, it would be nice if they at least, you know, kept, maybe kept to it, but then at least do it their own way, whereas I feel like they're just doing their best to try to replicate those transitions and those stories within a story, but needless to say, characters still dead on, Sweeney is still fucking hilarious, you know, um, fucking Mrs. Moon is just like, is it fucked? And you know what? I, I don't, I don't want to spoil too, too much, but I'm going to say this for anybody who does, who, who, who did watch, um, episode one of season, of season two. Is it just me or are you starting to actually sympathize with Miss, with Mrs. Moon? Because, because if you think about her, like the hand she's dealt, like her fate, like her fucking fate, like I understand she's a piece of shit. But 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 when you but when you see even just a small little glimpse of like of like what like what her like outcome is down the line, you're like, yo, like son, 
you're pretty fucked. <laughs> like, the funny thing is, I don't think I've ever seen a character this fucked since, like, Theon in Game of Thrones, which I'm going to touch on that, you know, in a little bit, Game of Thrones, and I'm going to bring the whole media bit home. But, um, you know, like, I, I, I felt like, I feel like maybe, maybe they're trying to give Mrs. Moon some, um, some, some, some sort of, like, humanity in this. Because the last season, you could tell, like, she was just like, yo, fuck humanity. Fuck being alive. Fuck this whole thing. And then from there, you know, not to spoil too much, now it's like, yo, I fucking love the shit out of my husband now that I think about it. So I'm just like, so it's just interesting to see what what, what, they're, what they're trying to form with her. And then, of course, you know, this war, which, I mean, they pretty much give a brief synopsis of American gods. It's pretty much a bunch of old gods versus new gods and their battles of, of maintaining worship and survivability in a modern world. So you got the old gods, like, you know, like, just, it, it, I don't want to spoil any particular characters, but that's pretty much the premise. You have, you have the, you have the old idols from their old respective systems of belief incarnated and actually walking among the world and are having a battle with the more modern gods. So like media, technology, a figure known as Mr. World, who's behind all of the events that are happening in the world today, because those are the things that have your everyday person's um attention and have the everyday person's like energies and and worship if you will whereas these old gods are like people used to sacrifice lambs and goats to me now but instead they sit in front of the fucking television and do this and this and blah 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 so it's interesting to see that dynamic you know it's got its polytheistic themes and stuff like that going on i just think it's really fucking dope so hopefully this first, you know, episode, which I thought, again, was a little all over the place, but trying to, you know, bring us back to old times. Hopefully, they're able to go ahead and bring this shit home. I mean, the way they ended it off, you can tell they're trying to bring this shit home. I'm curious to know how many episodes this this season two is. I think it may be 10, where I think the first season was about eight. It could be 10 to 12. I could be wrong, but hopefully it's strong. Like, like I said, you know, I, I, have, I have faith in the cast, because the cast, you can tell, are fucking passionate about it. It's just... The writing and the showrunners, they just need to make sure they keep it tight. Because like I said, I think more than anything, just the older I get, the like, the, the more something just isn't interesting to me, the more it's like, I'm like, I'm out of this. Like, I'm checked all the way the fuck out. Like, checked all the way the fuck out. So, you know, hold on for a second. I gotta, I, I gotta, I gotta, I gotta go ahead and, and stop mid-podcast, tell somebody fuck off real quick. This is gonna be funny, because it's someone that follows this shit. Hold on. Real quick. I'm going to send this over to Keem, over to Heem, and then over to Heem. Trigger warning! <laughs> but no, um, fuck, let's see, 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 me, me be, me being a piece of shit, now I'm going to fucking totally miss, miss my fucking placement. Ah, so, yeah, so, American Guys Season 2, Episode 1, it's pretty good, I look forward to the season and seeing how everything comes together, so, you know, ultimately from there, it'll be interesting to see how all that develops. Fucking Game of Thrones, final season starts April fucking 14th, they've already shown that the average runtime for episodes is at least 57 minutes, to the final two fucking episodes being 80 fucking minutes bitch i'm letting you know those two episodes don't call me about nothing don't ask me about shit no i'm not fucking online no i'm not doing none of those things bitch i am taking this moment in i don't think i've been this committed to a show in a long time so yes bitch yes those last two 80 minute episodes popping 
popping. That's a fucking movie. So, yes, we in there. We in there. Can't wait for April 14th, motherfucker. But, in any event, let me try to go ahead and breeze through this very swift section of gaming. Because, like I mentioned last time around, Devil May Cry 5 is out. And did I get it? Do I care? No one know, but it is available on, I think, all platforms except for Switch. I don't know if that shit's on Switch, which is why I always am, like, up in arms about the Nintendo Switch. I love Nintendo. I really do. But you gotta have more fucking AAA titles on your platform, because otherwise, what the fuck are we doing? So, Devil May Cry 5 is out right now, if that matters to you. Um, so, Apex Legends, like I said... Rocking right now. I call it the current new king of fucking battle royale games. It's the only battle royale game I like. Um, so what else? I mean, is, is it fucked up to say that maybe we're a bit spoiled? I know they just dropped the Havoc gun, you know, and they're looking to balance one of their weapons on the Wingman, which is pretty much like a pocket pistol that works as like a, as well, excuse me, you know, of a pocket sniper and a fucking hand cannon. But beyond balancing and, you know, adding a new gun, it's like, what else is there going to be? Are we going to get another character? Are we going to get additions to the map? Are we going to have season pass information? Are we going to have seasonal challenges? Like, what are we going to do now? It's fucking March. I'm feeling like maybe Apex has something up their sleeves in like another week, two weeks tops, but they got to have something. Maybe, maybe that's just the world we live in now where we constantly have to be entertained and engaged. So we'll see. But right now, I'm feeling like it is a little a little on the stale side. It's but so many times I keep dropping in and being excited. I'm only excited because I know several things about it. I pretty much suck ass in Apex for what it's worth, and my team carries me. I know that. But for the most part, I just have fun with my fucking drop team. Otherwise, I don't give a fuck. I just don't. I don't give a fuck. Um... Overwatch news, you know, you know, Overwatch is one of my favorite fucking games, man, even though it can piss me off and it has literally, I'm going to say on record, I'm going to put this officially on record, the worst fucking gaming community that I've ever fucking witnessed. There are some updates currently about the new hero, Baptiste, okay, his ult has been changed, but not like you think. They simply changed the color of how it, how it fucking appears. I believe it was once showing up blue, like all friendly shields and barriers do come up as. I believe his specifically is green. So I think that probably gives, you know, the opposing team focus beyond the other enemy. Or, you, yeah, pretty much gives you focus beyond your friendly barriers, which would be blue. So his would then be masked as blue as well. So his are currently green. So that's it. That's the only news of Baptiste. Still no idea of a release date. Probably would be by the time this podcast comes out i probably say baptiste could be out anywhere from next tuesday to the tuesday after but i know he's definitely gonna be out before april so give him about another week two weeks tops they still need to work out some kinks make sure he's balanced and all the character changes that they're making to like Junkrat and others all sort of balance out and this whole goats comp bullshit of running three supports and three tanks fucking ends but i mean it is what it is i'm pretty sure after this i'll go on comp i'll get a little loose i'll get a little wild but that's just my style um then from there speaking of games playstation plus uh, playstation plus playstation plus for fucking march this fucking month probably the best fucking playstation playstation plus offerings that i can probably say in years because number one you got fucking call of duty modern warfare remastered and the witness for fucking free. Now, 
the COD may be a little ants. They're like second COD game they released for free in like the last three months or so. But still, it's a COD game. More shooters, online free, and yeah, this one doesn't have, you know, fuckers running on walls and drones and robots and all that dumb shit like Black Ops 3 does. It's just old-fashioned, good old-fashioned, passionate ass-whooping. Getting your shoes, coat, and your hat tooking. So, I can't fucking wait to jump back in that bitch. Downloaded it ASAP. Can't wait to jump into it. The Witness... I love fucking puzzle games. I love it. And it's fucking kind of eerie and cool looking as shit. You know, I say eerie because it looks like this very lovely, bright, and docile island. But you can tell it's just got, got, it's just got weird, like, mysterious undertones to it. So, I like it. I can't wait to fucks with it. So, it's probably the best one on fucking record. So, I'm excited to be able to dive into those fucking free games for this month. And you best believe your ass. Excuse me here. It's our sign-in. Um, best believe your ass, I'm gonna check those out and definitely do a couple of videos on them. So, like I said, we're gonna get wild. Um, but as I bring it home, I gotta speak about some wild shit I've seen on the fucking internet. Now, this isn't a big thing, so it's gonna, we're gonna close out on time, you know, as, as usual. Um, I see on Instagram, live from the comment section is what this is. We got clout bots? We got clout bots now? Clout bots. Clout bots. So if I don't know if you've seen this at Hackney and at Yogi bullshit on Instagram. So in the short of it, if you go under a specific like post and put something in the comments, anything in the comments, you can you can you can put something down there. Like one of my favorite sayings now is Amelia Clark is the is the human embodiment of what cheesecake tastes like, which I think is just divine. And Amelia Clark is delicious but um the thing is if if i would have put that and then put at hackney and and or at yogi and put that shit on instagram that comment would get like six seven hundred nine hundred thousands fucking likes from like random robots on instagram that just insta like that shit but my thing is people like are like having fun jerking themselves off with it just to be like hi i said this and look i got all of these like, I can see if that generated followers to you. I don't know if it does or not, but it's just still kind of fucking weird to just see people, like, having fun with the bots. So I'm just like, really? Is this what the fucking comment section has come down to? We're having fun putting stupid comments down, but we know that bots are going to auto-like and generate the shit, so we're just having fun on the internet just saying and doing dumb shit, so... I don't know, motherfuckers. You motherfuckers need to get a hobby. That's why I say among all this gaming, that's why I said at the beginning of this shit, I'm going to have a fucking fantastic summer because that's exactly what I'm going to do. Like I said, two fucking podcasts a fucking week. I got a music, a secret, top secret music video project dropping fucking next month. I can't wait for you to fucking hear it, see it, all the good shit, all about it. And like I said, like I told folks earlier, you know, in my own spare time, dropping a major project every fucking quarter. So shit's going to be fucking lit. And I'm just having a great time right now. And like I said, I love the feedback from you guys. And I want to see the comments. Love all the comments that have been dropping in the comments section. So from anything I covered now, anything I might have missed, anything you might have deemed interesting, holla at me, let me know. I'm curious to know what's going on and all things in between. 
So, this has been another episode of the Bombastic Podcast. I'm your host, Imani Wilson. Thank you for listening to this podcast, uh, viewing this video. If you like what you've seen and or heard, feel free to subscribe on the platforms in which you listen to your podcast and view your podcast, such as YouTube, and hit that subscribe button. Hit that subscribe button as well on iTunes, Spotify, and all those other spaces in between. Like I said, like, leave a review and or comment. And trust me, I'll see it and I'll get back to you. So have a have a good one and I'll see you guys soon. We out. Peace.